0: Let's take our Bibles tonight, please turn to James chapter 5, James chapter, sorry, James chapter 2, James chapter 2, and I think I got that wrong again, I think it is, (laughs) I'm I'm looking up the wrong, I changed my scripture at the last minute, that's my problem, All right, here we go, James chapter 3, James chapter 3, I'm looking right at it and I can't speak. James chapter 3. I'm going to preach the message that I planned on preaching, but I just wanted to introduce it with a different scripture tonight. And here's here's what I'm going to preach on. And I want you to hold on because some of you might say, well, that doesn't apply to me at all. I'm going to shut my Bible. I'm not going to listen. I want to preach tonight on social media. On social media. And you say, well, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on any of those things. Let me say this. It's really a message about our tongue. It's a message about our tongue. I I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have noticed that people will say things online that they would never say to a person's face. Christians will put inappropriate material on a social post that they would not consider funny otherwise. I, I have seen this, and perhaps you have seen it too. Please excuse the language, but I thought this was good. I thought, why would we ever excuse a language when we didn't have to post it in the first place? And so I just, I was talking with, I told you this morning, I was talking with Brother Donley, by the way, I went and watched his message this afternoon, and I hyped it up for you this morning, but I'm going to tell you, it was a great message. I came in a little bit early this afternoon, there are one o'clock in the afternoon is when they have their rental situation there, one o'clock they their two hours, so it was three o'clock here when they started, so I was able to catch from about 3.30 to 4, I caught the sermon part of his service, and it was it was well worth watching. If you go onto to Facebook, you can find it. It's Northern Light Baptist Church in Whitehorse. Northern Light Baptist Church in Whitehorse, one of our missionaries. And I thought this was interesting. He shared this. It's not Northern Light's Baptist Church. It's Northern Light because we worship the light. Amen? And it's about the Lord Jesus Christ. So that was good. Go and watch that message. It was phenomenal about Melchus and, and how important it is that we act like Jesus and not like Peter. And it would just be a blessing to you. But I was talking with Brother Donnelly and I was talking to Brother Stansford this week. And we kind of were frustrated a little bit seeing what people will post. I'm not on Facebook. I, I, I'll look at my wife's once in a while if she says here, why don't you see this or whatever. But I do look at Twitter and I typically only look at Twitter on Monday mornings. And I don't know why a preacher would do that, and it's the day you want to quit anyway, but then I go and look at Twitter. But honestly, I look at it, and I follow mainly preachers, because I want to see reports from Sunday. I want to hear what's going on in other places in the world. Missionaries will put up reports and different things, and it's always encouraging. But I've been discouraged lately of how political it's got, and how many other things. And here's what we are reminded by our theme this year, 1 Corinthians 10.31, do all to the glory of God. That includes our speech and our social media. And so if I say the word your post tonight, you can easily substitute what I say or my speech. And I think it's very biblical to look at this tonight. But look at James chapter 3. James chapter 3, the Bible says, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the greater condemnation. For in many things we offend all. If any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able also to bridle the whole body. Now, I, I'm going to give a little bit of leeway here that perhaps I should not give, and it's not my place to give it, but I, I have learned this from personal experience and maybe sending a text to somebody or an email, that when we put something into print like that, whether it's a text, an email, a Facebook post, whatever, we cannot determine somebody's tone. And so sometimes I can say something and in my heart I'm being as kind as I'm trying to be and yet they take it a completely different way because there's no tone. Sometimes it's better to pick up the phone and talk for that very reason. So be careful. And so the Bible says if we don't offend, and it's easy to offend in this day and honestly there's a lot of people walking around looking to be offended. Have you ever noticed them? They just want to be offended. They want to be angry about something. Verse 3, Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that they may observe, obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold, also the ships which, though they be so great, and are driven of fierce winds, yet are they turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a little member, and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity, so is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet and bitter water? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either of vine figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh? Father, we love you. And Lord, I believe that... Each one of us that say we love you and that follow you and have Christ in our hearts would honestly desire to glorify you in all of our lives. I pray that that would come through in our speech as well. Lord, a lot of times I've seen things by Christians and I just wonder why the language, why the inappropriateness. Lord, we must be careful to make sure that we do all to the glory of God. Lord, we're reminded of Matthew five sixteen to let our light so shine that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would help us just to rethink some things tonight, help us to be careful in how we speak to others, how we treat others, how we comment towards others. But Lord, if somebody here tonight says, I don't have any social media, Lord, that they would consider it about their speech, how we can be. Make sharp answers and be unkind to people. So, Father, I pray that you would speak to our hearts tonight and use the Scripture, Lord, to, uh, to, to minister to us with the Holy Spirit of God. Lord, I need your help. Fill me, I pray. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to give you several things tonight. And every point starts with the word, Consider. Just some things to consider before, I'm going to be honest with you, I I have written emails and then I don't send them. I've written an email and I'll send it to my wife or I'll send it back to myself. And sometimes I think, you know, maybe it's better to sit on that overnight, pray about that, think about that. And it may not be anything too harsh or anything too hard, but I just want to make sure that I'm not being offensive to somebody when I have to write a letter or give a note to somebody. Maybe I, maybe I just better think about that and pray about that and, and have a look at that. So there's, I, there's been times where I've gone through the exercise where I've written emails and I've never sent them. Just thought better not to send it at all. I, I guess you were probably raised much like I was. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I think sometimes we ought to take that advice. I I used to think years ago, if I'd have a look at Facebook, I I used to think, why do people care, or why do people think I care what they're having for dinner? Did you ever think that? There were certain people that they would tell you their whole day, they get up in the morning, I took chicken out of the freezer. I've got a stew on. I've got things ready for lunch. I've got things ready for supper. Who cares? But the truth is, I wish we could go back to those days sometimes because we're at the point now where we've used it as a portal into almost another world where Christians are being very permissive. I'm reminded of Romans 12, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice. Your tongue is part of your body and it belongs to God. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. And we are to glorify him in all that we do. And so it grieves me when I shoot off an email or a text too hastily. And it grieves me when I see the posts or texts or emails of others. But it comes down to our speech, doesn't it? Let me give you some of these things we need to consider tonight when we are responding or when we are posting or we are giving our opinion about something Listen, is it wrong to have an opinion? No. Somebody said this to me years ago. You can disagree without being disagreeable. You can do that. As adults, we can have different opinions and still love one another. We don't have to be hateful. We don't have to get angry. We don't have to get up in arms. The armor that God has given you is not to fight with other Christians. That's not its purpose. And so we... We'll look at these things tonight that we must consider. Number one, consider your spirit. Consider your spirit. What is the spirit in which you are acting? Turn, if you will, to 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2 tonight. Just back a few pages if you're still in the book of James. 2 Timothy chapter 2. And look with me at verse 24. What is your spirit? Consider your spirit. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. You know what strive is? It's to battle, to struggle. The Bible says that God said to uh, to Noah that his spirit would not always strive with man. And that means a wrestling, trying to convince him of his sin. That was back in the days of Noah. He says, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men. Apt to teach patient in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves if God peradventure will give them repentance the acknowledging of the truth. Consider your spirit. And let me give you a couple things to consider when you're thinking about your spirit. Consider, consider your reason for posting. Why do I need to say this? Is it important? What, what is my spirit? Am I, am I doing this in the sense that I'm going to show those people? I'm going to tell you where I stand, and I just need my opinion to be heard. And unfortunately, that's what some of the social media outlets have done. They've given people a platform that really shouldn't have one. What is your reason for posting? Like I said earlier, some just like putting their dinner on there all the time. You know, what am I having for dinner? And they put it on there, I, I don't care but if that's what makes you happy, go ahead. Some people have 10,000 pictures of puppy dogs and kitty cats. Well, I suppose if you're 12, that's a blessing to you, that's okay. Uh, but let's, let's just be, uh, think about this, years ago, I, I, the very first thing I did, ever did, on, I put on Twitter, and I, I never put anything on Twitter hardly anymore at all except church announcements, I, I took a picture, we were at a ball game, it was our son's first ball game of the year, we were in Brantford, and uh, we were at Cockshot Park, and I took a picture of the field, it was gorgeous, the sun was setting, gorgeous field, and I just put a great night for baseball, and I instantly became under conviction. He said, well, that's pretty innocuous, isn't it? It's just a baseball field. And you're having fun with your family. But I thought, what was the reason? What was the purpose? Should I not use social media to edify those saints and to glorify God? If God has given me this tool, shouldn't I use it for his glory? And so from that point on, I tried to be very careful in the things I posted. And very rarely will you see anything like that. We must be careful and understand what is our reason for posting. In other words, what is your motive? What is your motive? Are you being kind? Are you trying to dress somebody down? You've all seen those things, haven't you? Those posts. I just hate it when so-and-so does this or somebody does this. And, and the person's at home reading and thinking, I didn't know I did that. Can I say this? That is cowardice. The Bible says if you're offended by some of you're to go to your brethren. You're not to air your dirty laundry. What is your motive? So consider, consider your reason for posting. Number two, consider if you're reasonable in your posting. We're talking about your spirit. Are you being reasonable? Are you, are you willing to have a discussion with somebody? Are you willing to listen to the other side? Are you li- Listen, here's what the Bible says. Proverbs 18, 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. It is a folly and a shame. Boy, we have a lot of opinions. I do too. You just wait long enough, you'll hear them. We love to be heard. We love to share what we think. But if I answer something without knowing all the facts... It's a folly and a shame unto me. We ought to be careful when we're spouting off. Are we reasonable when we're... What is our spirit? Proverbs 12, 18 says this, There is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. Let me, let me ask you this. How many of you thought of somebody when I read that phrase, that, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword? How many of you thought of somebody said, boy, every time they speak, it just makes me angry. Every time I read their posts, every time I hear them spouting off in the hallways their opinions, boy, it just makes me angry. Maybe you're on the other side of that and you have to consider. A foolish man talks and his tongue is like the piercings of a sword. But he who speaks with wisdom, it is health, the Bible says. Be slow to speak. Be thoughtful in your posting." Someone has said, and I think it summarizes that verse very well, it is better to be silent and thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. I I, I was thinking this this afternoon, and I wanted to be careful not to say it, but I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it, okay? You're allowed to have all the stupid opinions you want, but I can't imagine why you'd want to put them on the internet. I'm just saying the world is watching and they want to see Jesus Christ. Let your light so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What is your motive for posting and are you reasonable? Or are you on there arguing with everybody? The sermon of the Lord is to be meek and gentle and not to strive. Let us be careful. Consider your, consider your spirit. We should be bold for Christ, but exercise an abundance of caution when speaking of anything else. Here's number two. Consider your speech. Consider your speech. How are you talking to somebody? Speech language has evolved over the years. We don't use the word evolution around here very much, but language evolves. Things that I got my mouth washed out for when I was a kid, kids are saying it all the time now. And it makes me cringe still. Probably makes you some, some of you folks cringe as well. I, I, we try to remind the kids all the time. Uh, they'll say, well, that just sucks. And I cringe. Well, I got my mouth washed out for that kind of talk. We tell the kids, we don't say that around here. Guys, in the school, we don't let that go on. We don't talk like that. Now I hear adults talk like that. I see it posted online. I see people talking. The Bible, the Bible calls it this, it calls it profane. Profane is when we take something that God has made right and holy and we bring it down to a guttural level. Profanity. And so I know some words are just socially acceptable in different areas. I went to, I went to Bible college and some of the things the guys from Texas said, and I'm not, I'm not my wife's Texan and I'm not trying to insult her, I'm, I'm being honest, but they just had a different language down there, didn't they? Certain words that they would say, I would, wow. That's a cuss word in Canada. We don't say that in Canada. But then I would say something in Texas. They go, you say that in Canada? Yeah, it just means this. Just some of it's cultural. I understand that. But we need to be very careful. You say, well, you know, the Bible says don't take the Lord's name in vain, but it doesn't say anything about just these words or that word. Listen, Peter stood around a fire, and the Bible says he cussed so he could prove that he had not been with Jesus didn't say he took the Lord's name in vain, he said he cussed, he cursed. The tongue is something that betrays who we are. So be careful, consider your speech when you're you're talking or when you're answering. Colossians 4 verse 6 puts it this way, Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. Social media is a place that can be a real damaging to the cause of Christ. For those who like to quarrel. So let me give you three things about considering your speech. Number one, consider your answer. Consider your answer. A lot of times on social media, we are commenting on things, aren't we? And this goes for just out in the hallways too and conversation. How are we going to answer somebody? How are we going to be kind? Turn to Proverbs chapter 15. There's a few verses that I want to look at. Proverbs chapter 15. Look there. Consider your answer when you're considering your speech. Proverbs 15 verse 1 says this, A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Now how many of you had memorized a soft answer turn away wrath? We all know that part, don't we? But the next part, a grievous words stirreth up anger. We can grieve people. We can grieve the Holy Spirit with our words. Verse 2, The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. God sees it all. God hears it all. So be careful how you answer. Consider your answer. Number two, consider your anger. Are you answering somebody in anger? Remember earlier I said I often send an email to myself That's because I'm angry. I know that I'm angry. And sometimes it's therapeutic for me to write it out. Here's what I think, and you're going to know about it. And then I don't send it at all. But I got it off my chest. Then I'm reminded of this morning's message the Lord knows what we think, too. We ought to be very careful how we think about people. How are we answering people? How are we answering? Are we answering in anger? Consider anger. James 1.19 says this, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. For the wrath of man, listen to this, worketh not the righteousness of God. Well, there's three things right there you could form a message out of, isn't it? Swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Well, if we could just get those three things down, that would change how we communicate with others. So important. So consider your answer. Consider your anger. Ephesians chapter 4. Look there. Oh, my goodness. This is a great passage. Ephesians chapter 4. There's going to be more teaching tonight. I'll be honest with you. But I, I want you to understand my heart. And sometimes I'm grieved by what I see. And by the way, can I be honest with you? A lot of times it's preachers. There's a particular pastor in the States right now, and I used to follow him. He was a church planter, and he was planting churches in a couple different cities and trying to get these places off the ground. Well, he has gone 100% into politics, and and which, I mean, if that's his career change, that's fine. If he wants to run for whatever, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that, but what I have a problem with is is his name-calling of everybody else. He's not just gone into politics. He's become a politician. You understand what I'm saying? And he's rude, and he's dismissive, and he's arrogant. And I thought, boy, you're a pastor. You're a child of God. We need to be controlled by our speech. We need to control our speech, I should say. Con- consider your anger. Look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed on the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus: Be right in your speech. Be right in your speech. Consider your anger. Look at this third thing we're talking about: considering your speech. Consider your attitude. Consider your attitude. Look at verse 32 there of of Ephesians 4. Be ye kind. That's an attitude. If you just determine, I need to to be straight with this person. I need to tell them the truth, but if I can do it in kindness, Ephesians 4.15 says, speaking the truth in love. Brother Hilton and I were just talking before service, and he said that Uh, their son-in-law has this gift that he can come and he can be very straight with somebody, and yet when they're done, feel like they've been encouraged. And I said, I'll be honest, I said, that's our Calvin. I said, if I have an issue in the school with a a parent's angry about something, I said, "I, I am keenly aware that I still have to pastor them on Sunday. They still have to come center my preaching, and if they're angry or something. So I said, I usually, I'll let Calvin deal with it. And I said, he has a gift of talking to people like that. And he can just go and he can deal with it and deal and he just walks right in and he's honest with them. And is he here? Don't tell him. He's going to ask me for a raise. So don't tell him. <laughs> But that, I have handed him off to him because I know it's his gift. He can talk to somebody and diffuse the situation and get to the bottom of it. A soft answer turneth away wrath. And that's, and that's what we're, we're learning here. Are we kind in our attitude towards people? Be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, consider how much you've been forgiven when we're speaking to others. Consider your answer. consider your anger. consider your attitude. It's all about considering our speech. Number three, listen to this: consider your subject. Do I really need to say this? Is this important? Is this bringing glory to God? Sometimes we'll read an article or something think, oh boy, this will change the world. Can I be honest with you? No, it won't. No, it won't. The only thing that will ever change the world is if maybe you post John 3.16. How's that? Maybe if you, you post Romans 6.23, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Maybe if you post Romans 5.8, God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Maybe if you post the word of God, It'll change the world. But these articles and these things, I I learned a long time ago that it doesn't matter what you think, you can find somebody on YouTube to agree with you. You can. I said to Calvin, I said, Calvin, I said, tell me, just make up some crazy things. And he said, monkeys in space. I typed in monkeys in space, and there must have been 50 videos came up. Monkeys in space, monkeys on the moon. You You can find any theory you want. You can find somebody to agree with you and to support your views. And honestly, that's usually what we're doing, isn't it? We're just looking for somebody to validate us. Be careful. Consider your subject. Look at some scripture with me. Proverbs chapter 10. Proverbs chapter 10. I did a search, I did a search this week on passages of scripture that deal with the tongue. The tongue, our speech. Do you know how many times in the Bible God deals with this? I, I believe the number was 483 times. Well, he knows our weaknesses, doesn't he? Uh, a lot of Christians, they get a lot of things under control, but they'll lash out at somebody. Of sinners, I am chief. We have to guard our tongues. Consider your subject. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 32. The lips of the righteous, listen to this, know what is acceptable. But the mouth of the weak, wicked speaketh frowardness." See, what is forwardness? It's perverseness. It's unbecoming to a Christian. And you say, well, can you give me a list? No, I can't. The lips of the righteous, listen to this, they know what is acceptable. We listen and we hear and we say, that doesn't sound right. That's that's not something a child of God should be talking about. That's, That's not a direction we ought to be headed. That is not scripturally based. And so you just know it in your heart. Why? Because we have the spirit of God. Pricking us and teaching us and helping us. And he says, but the mouth of the wicked speaketh forwardness, So number one, when we're considering your subject, consider if it's proper. Consider if it's proper. I grew up in a house where I only had a brother. And then the last several years, I've been living in a house full of women. It is a completely different animal. And, you know, Emily and Bethany were there, my wife, and and they'll they'll be talking and I'll walk in the room and I'll just my eyes get big and I turn and I'll walk right back out <laughs> I don't want to hear I don't want to know I suppose if I had a sister it would have been different and they're not talking about anything inappropriate or anything like that I'm just saying it's girls talking but today we post that all over the world Have have you have you noticed That the things that your grandparents would not even speak about are now television commercials? It's crazy. Modesty does not just mean how we dress ourselves, it has to do with our deportment as well, the things we talk about. And unfortunately, the internet has made that so there's no boundaries anymore that anything goes. So consider your subject is it proper? I'm just giving you a bunch of things to consider. When you're, when you're sitting down and you're looking at something, and before you hit that forward button or you pass it on, is it proper? Number two, considering the subject, consider if it's profane. Consider if it's profane. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 2. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. They say, Well, I I don't like profanity. That's not talking about just profanity, it's talking about anything that is right and holy and and bringing it down to a gutter. Listen, you walk in the gutter all the time, you're going to get dirty. When we were in Africa, they had open sewers. You'd come out of a house or come out of a building. And there would be a little bridge at each house that you would walk across the sewer. It'd be open only about that far or so. But there'd be all manner of things running along in that gutter. Brother Paul, you saw that, I'm sure, over there in Malawi as well. And and I remember we were driving somewhere and there was a, a demoniac man, I'm sure he was a demoniac, standing naked in one of those sewers bathing himself. You'd have to be a demoniac to do that. He was out of his mind. And he's standing here bathing himself in a sewer. You can't get clean bathing yourself in a sewer. And if we're going to walk around in a profane level all the time, we can't be clean. We're walking around in a gutter. So consider before you hit the forward button, before you send something out, is it profane? Is it vain? He says it will, uh, but shen profane and vain babblings. Vain means empty. Does it have any value? Is this good to the use of edifying others? Often those things that we say, we can, well, we can apologize or we can explain or we can retract those things that we say out loud. But once you put it on social media, you can't get it back. I know there's times where we say something, maybe our temper flares or perhaps we say something that we didn't know was going to offend somebody and you can go and apologize. I didn't mean in the spirit which was given, I'm sorry. But when you put something on the internet, it's there. You can never get it back. So consider, consider your subject. Here's the last thing I want you to think about. Consider your shine. How are you shining for Jesus? Jesus. Matthew 5, 16 was a verse I was going to start out with. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Your social media, how does it shine for Jesus? Now, I understand you're not going to have everything on there that you're going to put maybe pictures of your kids, or grandkids, I, I understand that. And maybe you do like putting pictures of puppy dogs, I don't know. But what is the content? Is there more about Jesus than anything else? Are you using it for his glory? So let me give you some things about considering your shine. Number one, consider the insight of your post. He said, what is insight? It's discernment. Do you have discernment? Consider the insight of your post. Hebrews 5.14 says this, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. He says, as you mature, you should have some discernment between good and evil. What is, are you using good? So let me ask you this. What are you endorsing? Let me me say this. Just because something looks religious doesn't mean it's good. You know, I... I used to have a friend that every time, every time he saw a scripture verse or he saw a picture of a pulpit or whatever it was, he'd, he'd throw that thing out. It didn't matter if it was Jehovah Witness, if it was Benny Hinn, if it was Joel Osteen. It didn't matter. He was throwing it out there, and I thought, you're just causing confusion for your friends. Half that stuff's garbage. Be careful. What are you endorsing when you hit that like button? I said earlier in the message tonight that that I've seen so many times where even pastors will will retweet something because this this has a wonderful point to it and there's cussing right in the top. Or it came from a source that they wouldn't even consider using in another sense. What are you endorsing? Everything you like, by the way, when you like something, you're telling the world that you like it. That you're okay with it. Well, no, not all my likes are endorsements. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. What are you endorsing? Is there cussing? Could it cause others to stumble? Are there inappropriate pictures or jokes? Let me ask you this. When you post, are you bragging? I was talking to Brother Donnelly, and I said, one of the things that bothers me is that the only time some preachers ever post is when they got invited to preach somewhere, and they're just bragging that they're gone somewhere. They want everybody to know Are we bragging on ourselves or bragging on God? Be careful. Pride cometh before a fall. Be careful. Consider, consider, consider. Number two, consider the inspiration of your post. Does it edify? Does it edify? Romans 14, 19, Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace, and things wherewith one may edify another. Does your post edify? Does it encourage? Does it help somebody? Well, maybe a picture of a puppy will cheer somebody up. I don't know. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying sometimes we just throw things on there because we're angry and we're posting and we're not really helping people. We're to make sure that we are edifying the body of Christ. We are to do all to the glory of God. We are to let our light so shine. Consider the inspiration of your post. Number three, consider the importance of your post. Is it really important? All in all, what is the overall focus of your social media? And Let me ask you these two questions and we'll be done. When you're considering the importance of your post, number one, does it obey 1 Corinthians 10.31? Am I doing all to the glory of God? Some of you may have received a little gift from the church this week, and by the way, you'll all get one eventually. It just takes us some time. How many of you received a gift from the church this week? Some did, good. We have these beautiful coffee mugs. They're a beautiful blue, with a nice white lettering, and it says, Do all to the glory of God. And in there, there's a pack of hot chocolate and a pack of tea. And it's just a reminder, we want you to have your morning coffee, your morning tea, whatever, and just be reminded, today I want to live for the glory of God. And so you'll be receiving those the next week or so. They'll be coming around to your your doorstep. You can pick that up. And we just wanted to be a blessing. But the truth is, in everything we do, we have to ask ourselves, am I bringing God glory? Am I bringing shame to the name of Christ by doing this? And that ought to govern how we think about our social media. Number two... Does it obey Matthew 5.16? Is this shining the light of Jesus Christ? You know, sometimes we are a little bit too flippant and too quick of sinners I am chief and answering too quickly and firing back in anger. But we still have a responsibility to give our tongues to the Lord. To be sure that we are using them for the use of edifying the brethren of Christ. Consider your shine. Social media is a byproduct of the information age, isn't it? There's been a lot of legal battles over social media giants governing the rights to free speech. I think that's a big deal right now, isn't it, with Facebook? Facebook. They've they've blocked this guy. They've shut him down. They've put him in Facebook prison, whatever. and, And there's lawsuits about that and free speech. Let me say this, friend. As a child of God, we ought to govern our own speech. We ought not need anybody to tell us this is right or wrong because we are governed by bringing glory to God and letting our light so shine for Him. See what fire a little spark kindleth. So is the tongue. It's like a rudder of a ship, and it can turn that giant ship to and fro with just a little helm. Your tongue has that kind of power. Let's be careful and use it for the glory of God. Heavenly Father, help us, Lord, to take this lesson tonight and apply it to our lives. Help us just to be careful. I know many in our church have social media, and I don't see it very much, and I'm thankful for that. But I pray, Lord, that each one would consider to make sure that we are bringing glory to God in all that we do, that we wouldn't enter into frivolous quarrels on the internet and bring shame to our Savior. Lord, help us to be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Lord, speak to our hearts, we pray. And Lord, not only in our social media, Lord, but just in our daily talk, our daily speech with one another. Help us to be kind. Help us to be forgiving. Help us to be loving. Help us to be Christ-like. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Let me ask you to do this. Just right where you are, or you can come to this altar if you like, whatever you like. Would you, would you do this? Would you just give your tongue to the Lord? Uh, it's something i got to do daily, and going to be honest with you. Would you give your social media to the Lord? I'm not here pointing the fingers at anybody. I don't know if anybody's doing anything wrong. I'm just saying, would we give those things to God that we might bring him much glory?